Welcome to The Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. In the second part, Christian, who is a director and PhD student of theater, shares his experience of leaving Guatemala at age 16 and going on scholarship to an international high school in India and traveling throughout the country and how a foreigner like him was perceived by Indians. So, and you left Guatemala when you were 16, mm -hmm. you said? So what happened in 16? When, where did you go? I was 26th of 20, 2009, I, 24th, sorry, I got on a flight to Houston and then from Houston to New York and New York to Bombay. I moved to oh. India. Oh, you were not actually, yeah, you didn't come to the US then? You no. To, yeah, what, what did you go to India for? High school. So okay. in the last two years of high school, I got kind of fed up of being there and I had heard about these scholarships and i applied in my like second to last year and i made it to the semi-final round and i didn't get it mm. and then i applied again my senior year and i didn't i made it to the final round and i didn't get it yeah what was the scholarship for it's to do two years of high school like in one of these international schools yeah in the last two years of high school and so yeah so i applied twice and both times i didn't get it and then after the second time they called me back and they were like we have a spot um, but it's in India and all along I wanted to go to Canada because I really like cold weather like I really I, Texas is such a struggle for me um, and yeah I um, I got I said yes and then my parents it was funny because after getting rejected twice my family my parents had both told me like oh we don't um, want you to go we really don't want you to go we know we we're gonna let you because you wanted to but we want you to stay like you're doing great you can go to university here like you should stay but I still left and so yeah so I went to high school there and I was so excited to finally be at one of those fucking schools like I cannot tell you how badly I wanted it yeah and I uh, that when I got there I like learned everything about the campus and everything super quickly my peers in like the same grade thought that I was like an older student because I already knew so much from the beginning but I was just like excited to be there <laughs> yeah um, I mean, it must be fairly unique, like how many yeah. people like your age in Guatemala or anywhere else in the world does something like this? And yeah, and in yeah. retrospect, I'm like, that was fucking balls. Like I think of now, I think of my 11-year-old my brother who's going to be 16 in five years. Yeah, He's turning 12 this year, and I'm like, in four years, he could go away to do the same shit I did. Yeah, That's crazy talk to me. And so yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. And I don't think I'm really... I think I wanted to get out so badly that I didn't really measure the consequences of what that was going to do yeah. to me um, in terms of like alienating me from my family, mm. alienating me from my culture, um, changing the things I wanted. Like, I don't think I measured any of that when I made the decision. I just knew that it was something else and that it was better than where I was since I took it. <laughs> mm. um, I miss saying goodbye. To, like saying goodbye. I remember very well the night that I said goodbye to my aunts and to my mom, to my brother and my other brother. Um, yeah, I remember my best friend at the time. Like, I remember all of that very well. But, um, yeah, I was just, like, excited. And also there were a bunch of other 16-year-olds there, which, like, 16, yeah. 17, 18 year olds. So that From was, other countries? Yeah, I think we had, like, 57 countries. Wow. So, yeah, it was... Great. I didn't even have 
any notion before you told me that such programs are hosted in India. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, well, it, I think, I mean, there's other international schools, but these schools are like them, like some of the most international, and not just international schools, but with scholarships, because a lot of other international schools are just really expensive, elite schools. Um, so yeah, my roommates, my first year, one of them was actually Jane, his last name was Jane, so I'm Jane. Mm. from where was he from i think karnataka yeah he spoke Kannada with the other guy and then um the other guy was from mongolia and then my following year i had a roommate from Lesotho and a roommate from south korea um and you know my be- one of my best friends was from from kerala mm. uh, also from bombay uh denmark uh, austria Mexico, of course, yeah, my second year from Mexico, my first year from Costa Rica. Just like, yeah, a lot of people from like a lot of different countries. I didn't get make friends with a lot of Europeans, only a few. Uh, mostly, yeah, Danish and British, one or two Germans, and like Spanish and Portuguese people, but they're like mm. so much closer to, to us. And so, not with a lot of Europeans, but um, yeah, and like, you know, I that was when I was there, was when I started taking my, my art classes. I took a visual art class, I took a theater class, and that was when I was like, oh, I could really, I was so scared of doing that, but I was like, I could do that, like, this is something I like doing, and, and I could get better at it, um, and that's kind of where that began. Yeah, yeah, and how was it living in Mumbai? So I wasn't living in Mumbai, uh, I flew into Mumbai, and then we had to go by car, first to Pune, and then from Pune, another hour and a half outside, hmm. so we were not anywhere near a city it was like on top of a hill uh we shared the hill with another international school but it was mostly koreans it was called riverside and then i think it was called riverside and then us um so i liked that i mean i had a lot of fun i it was very hard i think at some point of it i was depressed um but i learned to push myself yeah i learned to push myself and i learned in a number of ways I learned some bad habits to like working too much. Um, yeah, but it was like, yeah, and I would do it. I absolutely would do it again. But um, yeah, and I think about the experience of being in India outside of the school, I think yeah. I learned that there, I think I told you this before, there's just, to me, there's more similarities than differences between India and Guatemala. And so I, yeah, I, Yeah, I think that was the thing I took away the most. I mean, I traveled by myself when I was 18 with, like, other 18-year-olds. That's a, I don't know how many even, like, Indian 18-year-olds travel by themselves, like, yeah, no, all no, over no. the fucking country. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I took... Yeah. Well, you didn't have your parents breathing down your... No, that's neck. what I'm saying. And I'm, yeah. saying, I'm not saying that it's not because people don't want to. It's yeah. just who are it's allowed to. Yeah. So, like, I went... I took a 36-hour train to Odessa. Yeah. And then I got on a train and went to... um To... um. What's the name of the town where the um, Dalai Lama is? Dharamshala. Dharamshala. Yeah, I went to Calcutta. I yeah. went to Sikkim. I went to Varanasi. Yeah. I went to Rajasthan. Like, I did a lot of crap that, like, yeah. I think very few 18-year-olds have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially traveling by themselves. Yeah. And yeah. so... Oh, you all did all of this by yourself? Yeah, no adults. And so you didn't speak any Indian language at the time? I spoke... I learned... I studied Hindi when I got to school. So my subjects were Spanish... Uh, Spanish lang- literature, English language and literature, um, environmental science, I, mm. um, 
environmental science uh, economics because I thought I wanted to study international relations, um, math because I had to, and then the, uh, theater and visual arts. But my first year, I took like a one year like Hindi course. Mm. And I was always just like picking up things. Like I, I learned yeah. how to write. I still remember some of the letters and stuff like that. Yeah. And I could speak a fair amount. That is in my second year there, because I was traveling with students where they were below me. We, like, we call those our first years. Um, mm. <coughs> I felt like I had to learn a little bit more because I was, even though we were all 18 and one of them is actually older than me, I felt re- responsible. <laughs> yeah. And so I learned quite a bit. Yeah. Um, See, you've got this vibe. This is why I was saying that I keep thinking that you're older than me. I think it's probably just how I, how I <laughs> act. But, yeah, I, I don't know where that comes from. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I spoke Hindi uh, uh, enough to get myself out of trouble. And to, like... Um, so there was trouble that you were getting into that you had to use Hindi to get out of? Like getting lost. Oh, okay. In Delhi at night. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of trouble. Yeah, yeah. getting lost. Um, knowing how to talk to hijras and trains. Uh, <laughs> that is kind of an art. <laughs> it's an art. Well, I I mean, they would like curse me and shit. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. just gotta stay real chill. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And I think towards the end of the two years, I decided that I wanted to focus on some kind of, something to do with art. Graphic design and education. Yeah. And I was just talking to my advisor and I've like come full circle to that to that as well because mm. I mean I'm doing theater but um I'm gonna spend the summer like pivoting more towards um education because I wanna get better at it and I wanna um help build resources for that and so yeah. So that was kind of why that and then I found the school in Maine where you could study whatever you wanted and it had graphic design courses and so I and my English teacher was uh, an alum of that school yeah and they offered um pretty much full rights for people who were from this network of schools yeah and that's how i ended up in the u.s yeah, uh, yeah. i only applied there nice. people in the u.s applied to like eight schools or whatever or like 13 14 schools and i only applied to one you school applied to one place i yeah. got in and yeah. i did not look back yeah nice so well, when you were in india what i'm curious to know i think i've asked you this before mm-hmm. inside this podcast is how were you received or like uh, because India does not have for example as many immigrants mm. from outside the country as let's say the United States does they're mostly tourists yeah they're mostly yeah. tourists so, so for someone who's like living there and looks pretty white I'm curious yeah. to know what their experience is like how were you perceived by Indians like how yeah what was that like? I think it was a mixture of like fascination and uh, assumptions mm. um, <laughs> I think they were really shocked when they heard that I could speak Hindi and that I could speak it fairly well for the little bit that I spoke and yeah. like I could pronounce things well yeah. um, especially because I didn't have facial hair I think a lot of them when I had longer hair had trouble telling whether I was a woman or a man yeah. uh, and also because of the way that I dress and so like people in the streets I, I remember very well this one time in, in, um, in Delhi I think I told you the story the cop, the taxi driver was like, uh, aqui, aqui, Hindi bolti hai. And I was like, nee, nee, me, uh, Hindi acha bolta ho. <laughs> and then the guy was like, oh, sorry, sorry, boss, sorry, boss, sorry, boss. And, <laughs> sorry, boss. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I remember. F- yeah, India was weird in that sense, in terms of gender presentation. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah. 
I mean, the first winter that I was there, I didn't have money to come back home, so I volunteered at a... I, did, I don't know that I would call what I did volunteer. I stayed at an orphanage in um, Ahmednagar, which is an hour and a half east of um, Pune. Mm-hmm. Very small town. Um, actually, that's not true. It's a city, but it's just, like, very small. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of the major cities, but it's a city. And so I stayed there with a bunch of like orphanage uh, children like the typical like immigrant goes to a different country and like yeah. works with children I didn't take any pictures while I was there now that I think of it but um yeah we made the papers like it was me and these two guys from like Lesotho and Swaziland and uh yeah they like they came to take pictures from from us pictures of us playing with the kids and we made the papers and stuff like that so it was this weird attention that we yeah. had yeah. um but then, yeah, people made a lot of assumptions about where I was. That they thought I was American or yeah. European or whatever. And nobody knew where Guatemala yeah. was. So it made me presume that you have a lot of money. I don't know. That's something that's like a common presumption that I think Indians have anytime we see white people. Is also, we assume that they must be richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, I found that. Especially, but it was more when I was buying things than like in markets. But it was like, it, it made sense. I mean, I was yeah. buying stuff in like, tourist markets, you know. Yeah. Of course, the white kid in Colaba market is going to have more money than the, the yeah. guy who's actually selling stuff. But I got really good at bargaining. I got very good at it. I would ask, I would be ruthless. I would ask for like half or a third of what they would tell me. Like from the beginning because I knew they were ripping me off. Damn. And then, and then I would be like, okay, no, I'm walking away. And yeah. then I would walk away. And when they really didn't want to, they'd be like, okay, go away. But then the other ones would be like, okay, 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 okay. I, yeah, give, yeah. I give you best place. Nice. And yeah. so I got really good at bargaining. Probably yeah. like the first time in my life that I was good at asking for the things that I actually wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. I guess it's kind of like a survival strategy in India. Like, you guys, you really gotta... There's not a lot of, like, oh, you say one thing, you, like, mean another, it's not gonna work. Uh, so this thing that you mentioned about the gender perception, mm-hmm. would you say that even Guatemala is pretty different? Like you said, you found that, okay, like the example that you gave with the taxi... Mm-hmm. you've said yeah India was a little weird which you are saying with respect to Guatemala mm-hmm. right because that was your other standard so- no I think it was just weird I think in Guatemala the reason my gender was read differently I think I, I still think Guatemala is weird when I go back because not only I look foreigner I look androgynous to some people because of my hair and yeah. the colors I wear and whatever and I definitely draw a lot of attention to me like my uh, my friend Ishamanik and I sometimes go to like malls together. Is what Ishamanik? She's oh, um, indigenous. Yeah. She's Kachikel, uh, and she also went to these schools. Um, but she wears her traditional costume, and that is like the only people who like if you go to a mall in Guatemala and you're wearing that, people are gonna think you're a maid. Like that's how like classist the the the, and so. I always just joke that, like, she and I, like, whenever we go to a supermarket, that I'm all, we always get stared at. Me for, think, they probably think that I'm, like, some kind of gringo, weird, gay, something, and that she's the maid. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's not just that it was only in India. I think I became aware that I was read more, um, um, ambiguously when I was in India, but it's still the case when I go home. Yeah, yeah, I see. Thanks for joining us today in the Room of Lives. 
In the next part, Christian shares why he gave up studying and performing stand-up comedy in favor of directing. He then describes how his work challenges the autocratic culture of theater directors by tracing it back to its white European origins. We explore his work on the intersection between theater and science and discuss why our world needs better scientific literacy and communication. Then we talk about science versus culture when it comes to food, medicine, and psychedelics. Music